Hey, pop punk enthusiasts, welcome back to the second episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney, and I am the host of this incredible podcast. I just want to start off by saying thank you so incredibly much to everyone who listened to my first episode and gave me massive support on social media. It's honestly so much more than I ever could have asked for. Of course, I had some close friends listen to it and give you positive feedback and all that, but the amount of DMs I've gotten just from strangers and I even got reposted by my featured artist last week, Lolo. It was just overwhelming and thank you all so much for listening and caring about what I have to say because this is just the beginning and I truly hope to make waves with this. So endless, endless love for my listeners. Thank you all so much for supporting me so early in this process. I did want to mention if you listened to the episode last week and you liked everything you heard about Lolo, I do have my Spotify playlist linked on my website, poppunkpromo.com, and you can go ahead and listen to all of the songs that I listed last week. And at the end of this episode, as soon as this one goes live, I will also have the songs and the artists that I feature on this episode as well. So... My plan for that is to make a monthly playlist, so I'll update it every single month, but I'll leave them on my page so you can refer back to them as you wish whenever you want. So again, I'm just so incredibly grateful for all of the support I've gotten right off the bat. You guys are amazing, and I am always willing to hear your guys' ideas, what you guys want to hear me talk about. I obviously have my ideas I want to do, but I also want to make this as interactive as possible, like I said in my last episode. So please make sure you are following me on social media. My handle is at poppunkpromo on pretty much every single social media platform. So you can go ahead, follow me there. You can DM me. You can comment. Let me know what you want to hear. My website also has a featured artist form on it that you can fill out and let me know if you have a band, if you know anyone that has a band, if there's just an artist that you really want to hear me talk about or an idea or topic. You can go ahead and fill out that form on poppunkpromo.com and I will see it and I will incorporate it into my weekly podcast. All right, enough of the boring introduction stuff. Let's get into why you guys are listening. Here is my first segment for the second episode. I like to start before my featured artist with a little bit of pop punk news and some kind of icebreaker topic just to get everyone thinking about what's going on in the scene. This week, I'd like to talk a little bit about When We Were Young Festival. So this festival is a little insane because it was originally announced earlier this year and the first ever when we were young festival in las vegas is actually happening next weekend so we haven't actually seen this festival in action yet we don't know if it's going to be successful if people are going to have fun if it's going to be safe we don't know any of that but what i do know is there was a lot of debate about it in the beginning when it was first announced because there was an insane amount of amazing, incredible pop punk artists that were going to be there. And it was all supposed to happen in one short day. So fans were obviously extremely concerned about their safety and unsure of how they were going to go about this in a safe manner. 
and ensure that every single artist gets the appropriate amount of stage time that they should get considering the very large popularity of every single band at this festival. So as you can tell, this festival hasn't even started yet and there's already a great deal of concern about it and they weirdly enough already announced the lineup for next year, for 2023. And the festival for this year, which by the way is the very first year it's happening, it hasn't even happened yet. So the whole backstory behind this festival is just extremely weird and it doesn't seem like there was a lot of thought put into it. A lot of people are speculating online that it was just a live nation grab for money. So it's just interesting to see how this will pan out and I will definitely do an updated segment on this once the festival happens next weekend. Even with all the conspiracy theories aside about When We Were Young Festival, that doesn't change the fact that Twitter blew up this week with the announcement of the 2023 lineup. And this is because of the sheer lack of female representation in the new lineup and the inclusion of blatant abusers in the scene. If you're a pop punk fan, you are more than likely a user of Twitter and that place can be very brutal online. And if you do one thing wrong or step out of line in the slightest, a lot of people will attack you for it. So this movement of online pop punkers has been really brutal for pop punk bands that were very popular in the early 2000s because they are being revealed for a lot of the very shady and scandalous behaviors that they exhibited in the early days of their fame. One of the very pressing bands that is on the When We Were Young Fest lineup for 2023 is All Time Low. So if you are not familiar with the drama with All Time Low, they were exposed last fall, so almost a year ago. This started with a few TikTok videos that surfaced and blew up where someone claimed to have been in, in an abusive relationship with Jack Barracat, the band's guitarist and from there a bunch of other people spoke out about weird and horrific encounters they had with the band and Jack himself and these allegations amounted to 97 of them and this was a really big deal for me because All Time Low was one of my favorite bands in the whole world so to find out that these people that I loved and treasured for so long had actually been terrible people. It was heartbreaking. And I. it took me a long time to come to terms with it, to be honest. So the big deal is that festivals and people who book festivals keep allowing dangerous and predatory bands to perform and tour with them. And it just makes the fans feel extremely unsafe. Like, All Time Low literally lost hundreds and thousands of their closest fans, their biggest fans, because they were doing inappropriate behavior. And I don't condone that here. I do not believe that's acceptable. I have my podcast surrounding the idea that everyone should be treated respectfully and equally, and I do not take abuse lightly. I believe victims, and I will not continue to support bands like All Time Low with any allegations because I believe in promoting a safe space for fans. 
With all that being said, this was a very poor look for when we were young fest and a lot of fans were very angry and outspoken about it online, including myself. I don't believe that bands with predatory behavior allegations should continue to perform as if nothing happened and they shouldn't be allowed to just brush it off their shoulders. There should be a level of accountability in pop punk and with any band really, but especially pop punk because for so long this kind of behavior has just been let go and people just forget that these bad things happen and if the bands aren't held accountable then they're just going to keep doing the bad behavior and it's just going to keep happening and I do not feel comfortable promoting an environment like that. So obviously myself and a lot of other fans were very upset about this factor in the new lineup for 2023 but we were also just as upset to see the lack of female inclusion on the lineup. The only two artists I saw and correct me if I'm wrong please reach out to me on social media if I'm wrong about this, but the only two I saw that included females were Michelle Branch and Beach Bunny. So that is quite sad because I can name dozens of incredible female artists in pop punk that would be so fitting for the When We Were Young Fest, and it's just unfortunate to see them not even considered for the role. Lots of other fans were also reaching out on Twitter as well about this because we would love to see Stand Atlantic or Hot Milk, Scene Queen or Lolo even, my featured artist from last week. We would love to see all of these incredible pop punk powerhouses shredding the stage at this amazing festival, but they just were forgotten and Lord knows why. It's because there is very clear sexism in the scene and I care very much about this. I strongly believe that there is a gender imbalance in pop punk and it needs to change. And that was one of the core reasons I started this podcast. So if you're like me and you're like a bunch of other fans that you see in the pop punk scene and you are angry about the lack of female representation and you're angry about the continued allowance of abusers to be put on festival lineups and to continue touring like nothing happened. If you're just as angry as I am, please use your platform, use your voice, go online, go on Twitter, go anywhere where people can hear you and let them know that you are upset about it. Because the only way that we can make change is within ourselves. If we don't stand up for ourselves and what we believe in, no one will. So if you agree with me on all these please, like I said, use your platform and let the world hear it. Because if enough of us are angry, if enough of us speak about this issue, something has to happen eventually. And it's just sad that we live in 2022 and women still are not equal whatsoever in the music industry. It doesn't even matter if it's the performance industry. It's music marketing, music management, music recording, audio, all of that, women are just not in the same positions, earning the same amount, and they don't have the same respect that men do. And I am very passionate about this. So if you would like to join my movement, if you want to make change, please reach out to me. Please reach out to the internet. Just shout it out. Let people know that you want women to have representation in pop punk. 
I could definitely rant about this topic all day and it definitely will keep coming up. As I said, it's one of the core reasons I started this podcast in the first place. However, we are going to move on from this segment and we are going to move into the featured artist for the week. The featured artist this week is honestly one of the reasons I wanted to start this podcast. She is so cool. She is so fun. And she is creating waves in the pop punk industry with women. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now. My featured artist this week is Scene Queen. If you don't know anything about Scene Queen, trust me, she is so much fun. I first discovered her on TikTok, actually. Um, I follow an account that loves doing pop punk videos and she happened to be one of the audios and I was just so inspired and just intrigued by her, I suppose, because Scene Queen is one of those people that when you first listen to her music, if you are not open minded, you will probably hate it. I won't lie. Her music is meant to challenge you. It's meant to break boundaries and it's meant to make a statement. And that's just what I absolutely love about her so much. Scene Queen is from Ohio originally, and her name is actually Hannah Collins, and she goes by Scene Queen on the stage and on social media. Um, She is currently signed to Hopeless Records, which I love that record label. I just think it's amazing, and so many incredible, talented artists come out of that label. The genre of music is actually quite interesting. So Scene Queen designed her own genre of music, and she calls it bimbo core, which I think is absolutely incredible. It's basically a subgenre of metalcore with feminist themes intertwined throughout it. A lot of her music can be controversial in a sense, I suppose. It definitely breaks boundaries and it challenges social norms and gender norms. And it's just absolutely incredible. The kinds of topics that Scene Queen touches on in her music is she talks about catcalling and how a lot of women obviously feel extremely uncomfortable when that happens and she talks about how women are very over sexualized by men yet they are seemingly not allowed to speak about themselves in a sexual way yet men absolutely are a lot of her songs have extremely explicit content so i would not recommend this for people under 18. However, I know people will still listen to it anyway. And honestly, it's probably a good thing for young women to hear about her music and hear about the themes that she's singing about because it is important to know that women can do the things that men can and they can feel powerful as well. So the specific song by Scene Queen that I'm going to feature is called Pink Panther. That comes off of her recent EP called Bimbo Core. That name obviously comes from the subgenre of music that she claimed for herself. Pink Panther is super cool because it basically is a very hypersexual song about herself and her sexuality and just it's a way to express how women don't usually get to say these certain things about themselves in a sexual way and they aren't allowed to call themselves sexy without being called horrible names by men 
and she just breaks the boundaries of what typically women can sing about in music. Scene Queen's debut EP, Bimbocore, was actually released only a few months ago, and it features six tracks. All of them have some kind of theme of pink in it, with the exception of the first song. Um, Scene Queen's brand is just pink everything with the clashing metalcore sound of her music. So I'm just going to take you through the track list a little bit, and I'm going to give you some inside notes of what some of my favorite features are from each of the tracks. The first song on Bimbo Core is titled Bring It On, and like I said, it is the only one without the word pink in the name. This one is just a crazy shredding metal opener to the EP. It's absolutely freaking insane, and I just love it. The second song is called Pretty in Pink, so that's the first one featuring the word pink in it. This one is quite interesting. It has a lot of dark themes to it. It's actually about her struggles with eating disorders and her self-image issues. So this one has a very depressive undertone. It's very angry. Um, the chorus is very screamy and just the hardcore metalcore in your face. So this one is a good one if you're just really needing to go through something and express your rage. The third song on the Bimbo Core EP is titled Pink Bubblegum. This one is another one of Scene Queen's super outspoken pieces. And this one, she just really talks about how much she's just going to pop off and tell the industry what she thinks. And she's going to be who she wants to be. And she's not afraid to kick doors down if anyone stands in her way. So one of the lines literally says, Label said to watch the way I talk, but I'm about to pop. Fuck it, pop off. And that just signifies that she doesn't care who is listening. She doesn't care what their opinions are. She's going to tell them how it is and who she wants to be. And she doesn't really give a fuck about it. The next song on the Bimbocore EP is titled Pink Panther. And this one is personally one of my favorite Scene Queen songs. And this one features scene queen's sexuality a bit and this is where she expresses her bisexuality um i'm going to read to you the annotation from genius.com about this song because scene queen put a lot of comments into it so i'm going to read to you what she personally said about pink panther scene queen has stated in the comments of this song's music video hello friends this video was directed shot edited and styled by a female-led team it's shot for the female gaze, and with my added sense of humor in mind, the music industry loves to market women as sexy, but seems to target that sexiness towards appealing to men a large portion of the time. I feel like men are catered to way too often, so this video is not for them. However, they are 100% welcome to watch and enjoy. Having multiple women on this set adding in their ideas of what hyper-feminine and what is sexy was truly a pleasure to be a part of. Thanks to the entire crew for making this happen. Also, yeah, this music video is a little suggestive. I felt like if I was ever going to let people know that I'm bi, I might as well make it theatrical. So if that doesn't sum up what Pink Panther is about, I'm not really sure what will. And I don't think I can do a better job of explaining that. This one is just a bisexual and queer powerhouse song. And a lot of the queer community has been using it on TikTok as a form of empowerment. And that's something that I think is extremely cool. 
The fifth song on Bimbo Core is titled Pink Rover, and this was actually the first song that I heard from Scene Queen. This song blew up on TikTok a while back, and it was used in a way for women to do makeup transformations. That's how people use the audio. But the overall meaning of this song is actually very important. So this one is the song where Scene Queen calls out catcalling and men just abusing women on the streets, essentially. And if you're a woman, you have probably been catcalled. I would pretty much guarantee it. You've probably had some man or some person, you know, say something to you that was highly suggestive and appropriate. And especially if you were a minor, someone probably has said something to you at some point that made you uncomfortable. And that's essentially what this song is about. It's about showing that we as women do not enjoy being talked to like that. We don't enjoy being treated like property and like we're just something pretty to look at. So that's entirely what Pink Rover is about. And that one is creating revolution on TikTok. And I highly suggest you give this one a listen. The sixth and final song on the Bimbo Core EP is titled Pink Paper. This one is also very interesting. This one kind of describes scene queen's old lifestyle um, with drug abuse. And that's just kind of the whole point, I suppose. So this one's definitely an interesting listen as well. Aside from Scene Queen's debut EP, Bimbo Core, she also just did a very significant collaboration with Set It Off, and the song is called Barbie and Ken. Now, this collaboration is fucking awesome. I love Set It Off so much, and I just became very obsessed with Scene Queen over the summer, so I found out that they were doing a collaboration, and I literally freaked out. This song has been going viral on TikTok as well. It's fantastic. It's absolutely incredible. And if you know anything about Set It Off, they have a million different types of songs that they sing. Every one of their albums sounds completely different, but still true to like a pop punk kind of sound. So this song is essentially a mix between Scene Queen and Set It Off, and it's fantastic. It's absolutely plastic fantastic. I would 100% give this one a listen. It's totally worth your time. Now I'm going to go over a few artists that if you enjoy, I think you would love Scene Queen. So if you enjoy Stand Atlantic, Hot Milk, or Set It Off, I 100% believe you would enjoy Scene Queen. They all fall under very similar sound categories, although Scene Queen has a lot more of a harsh sound than some of these other bands I have listed, but they would 100% be something that you would love and you would love Scene Queen if you love them. Now I'm just going to take a few moments to explain why I love Scene Queen so much and I think that's kind of shown through already throughout this segment but I I just love Scene Queen for all of the feminist nature of her lyrics. I think she is a true feminist powerhouse in the scene and it is something very needed and she will promote change in the industry and that's just really why I love her. I love the incredible production of her songs. I love the unique sound of bimbo core and the metal core mixed with feminist ideals and just her ability to be herself through and through. That is the true reason I love Scene Queen so incredibly much. And if you look at her social media accounts, um her socials are Scene Queen Rocks 
on every platform on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. It's at Scene Queen Rocks. All of her social media is completely and truly herself. And you can just see that through and through. Scene Queen also released a separate single outside of Bimbocore this year titled Pink G-String. And this one is exactly how it sounds. It is another feminine powerhouse. And she actually did a G-String panty drop for charity. So it was on her merch store on Hopeless Records. And 100% of the net profit was donated by Scene Queen and Hopeless Records to the National Network of Abortion Funds. Now, the National Network of Abortion Funds builds power with members to remove financial and logistical barriers to abortion access by centering people who have abortions and organizing at the intersections of racial, economic, and reproductive justice. So I am in full support of this G-string panty drop. It is an incredible thing that she's doing to promote her song, herself, femininity, and the support of abortion rights for women as well. So that was something extremely cool that she did this year in promotion for her song. Scene Queen recently finished a very small United States headline tour, which was extremely successful for many of the dates. She actually had to sell additional tickets because they kept selling out super quickly. And I can't remember which city it is. It might have been Chicago, but one of the venues actually got upgraded from the previous size because the demand was just so high for her show, which is absolutely incredible and I just love to see it. Unfortunately, she hasn't released any U.S. tour dates upcoming, but she is currently on tour in the U.K. with the band Wargasm from October 18th to the 27th. So if you are from Europe, if you're from the U.K. and you're able to go swing by and see Scene Queen, I would totally do that. I am highly jealous of everyone who is able to see her already because I haven't been fortunate enough to see her live and I can't wait for the day that I can. With that, I am going to wrap up my segment on our featured artist this week, Scene Queen. She is a pop punk powerhouse. She is a feminine queen. She is our scene queen and I love her so dearly. So please go give her a listen on Spotify. I will link her songs in the October pop punk promo playlist. Please, please, please support her. Go give her a big shout out on social media for me because she deserves it. With that, we are going to move on to our next segment of the Pop Punk Promo Podcast. So last week, I did a segment where I did a featured song. And I am going to do the same thing this week and for the following weeks after this. However, I am going to change the title of this segment. My song of the week is now going to be titled... Sticky just like the song in my head. And if you are a fan of the main, this is actually a nod to them. They have a song called Sticky that was on their album from 2021. I figured that would be a fun little title for this short segment of my podcast. So with that, Sticky just like the song in my head, the song I'm featuring this week is Take Me Nowhere by Maggie Lindemann. Maggie Lindemann just released an album, her first album actually, called Sucker Punch last week, and this is the second song on the album. The song, as described by Maggie on Genius, is about feeling super lost, 
And she started off really young in a completely foreign industry to her. And it was extremely hard. So she felt super alone and just didn't belong. So that's essentially what the song is about. I really like it mostly for the instrumental and the way she sings and the lyrics. I just love it. It's been stuck in my head literally since I heard it come out about a week ago. So that is my sticky just like the song in my head for this week. And I hope you go give that one a listen. It will also be on the pop punk promo playlist for the month. My next segment here on Pop Punk Promo Podcast is upcoming tours. So the tour that I would like to feature this week is the State Champs Kings of the New Age Tour. This tour is scheduled to go from November 11th, starting in Cleveland, Ohio, and end December 10th in Albany, New York. This tour features two openers that will be on the entire tour. Those openers are Honey and Between You and Me. Then there are also three other openers that will rotate different legs of the tour. So the first one is Young Culture. They will be on tour from November 11th to the 20th. Games We Play is the second one. They will be on the November 22nd through the 30th leg of the tour. And the final opener is Save Face. They are on December 2nd through the 10th. State Champs, the Kings of the New Age Tour hits Minneapolis on November 20th, and that is my home city, so I will be attending that show. I have the Champs Fam VIP, so I will be participating in that, and if you are going to be at the VIP or just at the show in Minneapolis on November 20th, please feel free to hit me up and we can meet up. Um, I love meeting people at shows, as I mentioned in my first episode. So please feel free to say hello. If you recognize me from TikTok or Instagram, wherever, please just say hello. I am very friendly. Moving on, I'd like to introduce a new segment for my podcast. This is going to be called the Pop Punk Industry Shoutout. So I will be introducing some fun companies and brands within the pop punk industry that deserve a little love. This week, I will be featuring Tomorrow and Tonight, which is a fan tour bus company by fans for fans. Tomorrow and Tonight is run by Abby Cawthon, who is a college student, and she had a vision of creating a tour bus where fans could tour alongside their favorite artists and not have to worry about transportation costs, hotel costs, fees, and staying up extremely late just trying to drive themselves from one show to the next. Obviously, the culture of following a tour or following your favorite artist is very prominent in pop punk and also among the population of about 18 to 25 year olds. So that's the target audience for the company. Tomorrow and Tonight is designed to be an all-inclusive fan bus experience. So while you are boarded on the bus, you will get your own private bunk for sleeping. There is food provided, so lots of snacks, breakfast, all of that. Um, There is a personal security guard of sorts that stays on the bus at all times to make sure that everyone is safe. They only allow the people who are supposed to be on the bus to be there. And essentially, it's just supposed to be your one-stop shop for touring. You have a shower, you've got toilets, you've got everything you could possibly need. And better yet, you don't have to worry about driving yourself so you can get adequate sleep in between shows, which a lot of pop punk fans really struggle with. 
part of pop punk culture is also camping out for shows as well. So as soon as the bus arrives at the next destination, the people on the bus are allowed to get off and go camp outside the venue if they'd like. So part of this experience is also having a representative from the bus collecting your camping gear from you right before doors open. So you don't have to worry about running back to your car and making sure your spot is saved and dealing with people in line who won't let you have your spot back. All that's taken care of because someone from the bus will help you out and make sure that your fan experience is the best it possibly can be. Their website is tomorrowandtonight.com and you've probably seen them blow up on TikTok actually. They have become quite famous on there. So I would go check them out tomorrow and tonight on TikTok and you can get a lot more information about the brand. Tomorrow and Tonight is run by fans for fans and the intent of this is to only participate in tours that the fans want to participate in. So there is a form on the Tomorrow and Tonight website where you can request what artists you'd love to tour with. So that is an option for you if there is an artist you've been dying to go to multiple shows in multiple cities. This is for you. This is 100% the company that you need. I worked with Tomorrow and Tonight for an internship this summer and we promoted at Sad Summerfest. So if you went to Houston and Dallas, Sad Summerfests, I was there with Abby and we were handing out promotional water bottles. So there was a good chance that we met there if you were at those shows. If following a tour for your favorite artist is something that interests you, definitely check out Tomorrow and Tonight on TikTok. Their at is Tomorrow and Tonight, simply put. And then their website, as I mentioned before, is tomorrowandtonight.com. And you can fill out the form there where you can request what artist you would love to tour with. So I really hope you check them out. Abby is an extraordinary person. She has everything put together. She has safety first on the bus. She's got forms all filled out to ensure that no fan gets hurt, to ensure background checks are done, to make sure that nobody enters the bus who's not supposed to be there. And it's all worked out. Like I said, more information is on her TikTok and on her website. So please go ahead and check them out tomorrow and tonight. And with that, we have almost completed another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. Thank you so much for sticking with me and listening to another episode yet again. I just wanted to mention that I do have listener support activated on my podcast profile. So you can simply go and click that if you have been enjoying my content. It is really awesome to get the support and you can help me by just donating a couple of dollars to help me keep my equipment updated, help me get more equipment so that I can keep giving you guys incredible content every single week. So like I said, that listener support button, you can find that on Spotify. You can also find it on the Anchor page as well. And it is also really important to give five-star ratings on Spotify as well because then that lets me know that you guys are enjoying the content that I'm giving you. So if you can, please leave me a five-star rating. I would really appreciate that as well. I want to reiterate that I do have the Pop Punk promo playlist on Spotify. It is for October 2022 currently. And all the songs and artists that I mentioned last week and now this week with Scene Queen and Take Me Nowhere from 
Maggie Lindemann, those will be added and updated to the playlist as soon as this goes live. So that's on my website, poppunkpromo.com. You can find it there. And I also will be linking it in my Instagram story as well. So with that, I will mention my socials one more time. My TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram are all at poppunkpromo. And with that, I will let you guys go. Thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of my podcast. And I hope that you found an artist that you really enjoy And I really hope Scene Queen is someone that you guys incorporate into your daily listening. So thank you so much and have a great rest of your week. Take care, guys.